Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Gosh, it's been so long. The last episode that I put out there was back in August, and it has been a hot minute. And so, hence, we are starting out in season two. (laughs) Because, you know, who controls that? It's me. I'm controlling this. It is 2023. I'm going to do whatever I want with this podcast. If you accidentally clicked on my podcast episode and you're like, what is this, mama? You're okay. Well, I am so glad you're here. I hope you stay because this is all about moms and even dads, really. Those who are going through the stage of parenthood that kind of feels like lonely, but we're here to help you not feel lonely. That's the whole point. If you are a returning listener to this episode, you know, to this podcast, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm glad to have you all here and know that if you're coming back, it's because something has resonated with you. That's all I want to do is to be able to share with you my experiences and how I've come through on the other side, and probably not in the most graceful way. And not probably, definitely not in the most graceful way, but in the most genuine way that I can. And the fact that I am learning every single day how to be a parent, how to live through all of this uh, trials and tribulations of a parenthood and know that you're not alone. Hence the title, Mama, You're Okay. But as my husband liked to point out, it's not just about mamas. It's also about everybody, anybody who is a parent and wanting to share in this journey of parenthood. If you don't know who I am, I am Ileana Owens. I have two wonderful kids. They are sassy. They are funny. They make me laugh. They make me cry. They make me angry. They make me happy. But at the end of the day, when I'm singing to my kids and then I pick them up and I say, I love you, And I'm lowering them down into their beds and they look at me with genuine smile with the sleepy look in their eyes and they say, I love you too, mommy. That's worth it. I want to be able to show and share how it's not always rainbows and butterflies, but at the very end of the day, if I can just have that sweet moment, everything is worth it. Now, I've got some fun podcast ideas in mind. Like I said, this is season two. And uh, although today it's just me, in the future podcast episodes, I'm probably going to have some fun, exciting new people sharing their stories. I'm going to drag my husband into an episode or two sharing, you know, his perspective um, on on that side of the parent uh, side, not just the mamas, but the papas. And also I'm just going to get some wonderful mamas out there into this podcast and share with us their experiences, what they've gone through, maybe talking about the good, bad, and the uglies. Know that I am excited to have you here. If you have not already, please hit the subscribe button um, so that you can follow for future episodes. I'm going to get in the habit of doing one episode a week. And also, you don't want to miss out when I do that. I'm going to try to be as consistent as possible, but I am doing this with a full-time job. So this is it's going to be okay. It's going to come out whenever it comes out. <laughs> and also, if you would do love it and you feel like an episode resonates with you, please leave a review. Or if you feel like you 
I, I need to improve on a situation in my podcast, please absolutely write a review is there because I can always learn to grow from this. I enjoy doing this. It's a therapy for me. And uh, um, if I can do it in a better way, I'm all about learning. So please, whatever you want to do, you can also follow me on Instagram on Mama You're Okay. And uh, um, if you see a pink a background with a bear on it, then you know that you're in the right place. If you're ready, go ahead and put your earbuds in or crank up the sound. Sit back, relax. Maybe, you know, it's the beginning of the new year. Put a face mask on. Enjoy yourself. Take this time for you. You deserve it. And let's get started. Today's topic, I thought since we just came out of the whole holiday, hullabaloo, all the exciting, fun, wonderful seasonal things that's going on, you know, it, it, we see it being so commercialized. And as a parent, we get into this habit of a big holiday ideas. But if you are a working parent and you're not used to being 24-7 home with your child, the holidays can be a little stressing, <laughs> and no matter what age your child is, it, you know, if your child, if you're a stay-at-home mom and your child is or children are in school, the holidays hit. Well, guess what? They're back. Oh, they're they're not in school, and so they're home with you, and so you are twenty-four-seven again with your kids, and so it's a change of pace. Holidays are awesome because it is about, especially this past few months, right? You started out with. Um, you got Halloween and at the end of October, and then you get into all the after all the fall stuff, you get into Thanksgiving, which is, you know, three, four days uh, and a whole weekend of family and food and all the kids. And then you get into straight uh, blasting towards Christmas and Christmas is all about presents and um, or at least that's what gets commercialized, right? It's all about, you got to buy this, you got to buy that, you got to do this, you got to go to this holiday party and you got to go see this family and you got to go do this, this, and this, and this. And then it, Christmas day ends, a week later, boom, you've got New Year's. And in New Year's, you're trying to think about, okay, how am I going to get better in my life and do this and do that? It's a little overwhelming. So here we, I'm recording this on uh, a week after New Year's. It's um, January 7th. And wow, I don't know how that whole three months just passed, but it did. And I know that it did because I found a gray hair on my head the other day. And I know it wasn't there before Thanksgiving. <laughs> so in the span of one month, I got I got to get gray hair. Um, <laughs> less, needless to say, it's been stressful. And, you know, as a parent, like I said earlier, it's hard to not want to give that to your child. I have the fondest memory growing up, memories growing up of holiday season. Um, not so much Thanksgiving, because in my culture, Thanksgiving is definitely American. Even when we moved here when I was in first grade, it's just not something that we hugely celebrated. It was just a holiday, long, long week of holiday kind of situation. But Christmas, 
Christmas is very universal, international kind of situation. And my mom was the queen of Christmas parties. Um, she, especially where we lived, we would get all of the Brazilians who didn't go to Brazil for the holidays or, and my mom was one of those wonderful women who loved to just kind of like gather the strays. <laughs> That's why she, she just invited all these Brazilian families who were in America by themselves. So it's usually just a couple or a couple with their kids. And so we'd end up with like 20, 30 people at our house for Christmas Eve. And we would have a huge party um, going all the way to about midnight. And then we would say Merry Christmas because we'll see midnight. And then uh, boom, people will go home and then we'd sleep and then we wake up and we would spend the rest of the week, like next couple of days, just eating leftovers and just enjoying ourselves. Um, my mom went full out on Christmas decorations. She cooked like the best meals ever. One of them is her like roasted pork. And it was just like, I, I, I dream about that every year. At, at first, it was always very mild and hum, humble, like with the decorations. My mom made Christmas decorations, guys. Like I, we still have these little green pine cones that she painted green and she hot glued them on a rock that she had painted gold. And then she hot glued little beads on them to make them look like Christmas trees. Guys, like that's, that's kind of on my mind. She's so crafty and she made so many of those. And I remember those, like one of my jobs every year was to like put them all over the house. Um, we would find them. <laughs> and the best part is after Christmas was over and we're clearing down the house, taking down the decorations, even after all that, like a month later, we'd find a Christmas tree <laughs> somewhere in the, randomly in the house because I would forget where I would put them because, you know, that's just how life is. Um, like I said, she's that she she was just all about it. And then she worked at Elder Beerman for a hot minute and her Christmas tree decorating skills just skyrocketed. She had to decorate like, I don't even know, I think like 20 trees at Elder Beerman. I feel like because she worked in the home section of the store. And so that's where all the ornaments were sold. And so every tree was a different theme. Like you would have beach or you would have little animals or ribbons or whatever. And she just decorated them all. It was crazy, but she was so good. And so then she brought those skills to, to her house and like her tree was just like, I still have no skills like that. I just randomly put them on the tree and hope to God the tree doesn't fall. <laughs> that's, that's my skill. Anyways, that's the kind of Christmas that I grew up with. I know that Stevens is a little bit different than mine, but for me, I'm like, as when I own my own house or, you know, we had our stuff and we bought our own like $60 tree off of the sale section. Um, make this is an awesome Christmas tree. I'm going to go full out. I love Christmas and I still love Christmas. Christmas makes me happy. It makes the, the season of giving, the season of love, of family, of friendship. That's what I love about it. But I'll be honest with you. This year was a little different. We got sick in Thanksgiving week um, or leading up to it. The kids were having fevers and I wasn't feeling good. Um, Steven wasn't feeling good and we were just coughing and hacking and our plan was to go to Indiana to visit my family and spend Thanksgiving with them. So, cause we stay here for Christmas in West Virginia. And it was just like, you know what? I can't do it. We're just going to pop a squat and watch a bunch of movies and not go out to the world because we feel like death. 
we were thinking about our family and our health and what was best for our situation this year. And so we basically kind of missed Thanksgiving. <laughs> we, um, now, bless my husband's heart. I still said that I wanted some quote unquote a Thanksgiving dinner. So we went out and bought a small chicken for the four of us to eat. And we had mashed potatoes and green beans and it turned out great. So that Friday, the Black Friday, we did a little shopping. And then I said, I want to decorate the house for Christmas. The best part of that whole day was that Carter started to see the Christmas decorations. My son, um, who is three, and he was like, I want to help. I And you know what? At this age, I actually can, can trust him to do a little bit and actually know that he's not going to just eat or break my ornaments. Now, my daughter, on the other hand, is a different story. She wanted to pull the ornaments and just, for some reason, put them in her mouth. I don't understand that, child. <laughs> but she, so Carter, he wanted to put all the ornaments in. I have some very sentimental ones. So I said, okay, you get the balls, the unbreakable ones, right? They say unbreakable. Some still break, but whatever. He got the red and the silver balls. And, the, and then he's just like putting them on the tree. And while I'm putting all the more breakable sentimental stuff. Bless his heart. He's so little. that like I wish, I wish I could imagine it. Just like all the balls are concentrated in one spot in the front of the tree. And it's only like a foot off the ground or so. Because that's all he can reach. And it's the best part ever. And I'm like, so, so he's like putting one in. And I'm like discreetly taking one off and putting it at the top of the tree so that it evens out a little bit. And also, I don't want one side of the tree to be top heavy because, um, you know, otherwise you'll have a catastrophe in your hand. So I'm like slowly trying to spread them out. But he tried so hard and it was awesome. He really did enjoy uh, helping me decorate. We had a Christmas movie going on um, and Riley just watched a movie and also randomly picked out a Christmas tree and a uh, Christmas tree ornament and put it in her mouth. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> So being home with the kids, it's Christmas break. I had my mother-in-law help me for one of the days so that I can get things done around the house, go shopping, do whatever. Um, I will say the one thing that has helped in making sure that I stayed organized and I knew where everything was, was that right after Thanksgiving, I liked when Black Friday was happening and all that stuff. I wrote out a list of everybody who we were going to give gifts to. We wrote down what we were going to give, uh, give all of that situation. And as we bought, we marked it off, checked it off. And I shared it with Steven. That was the biggest kicker because what I never, uh, what, what makes me so upset every year is just that like, oh, do we, we forgot to buy this or this or this for this person or that person. And we don't like, we, we end up spending way more money than we do because we forget who we bought it for and what we did. So this year we decided, you know what? No, I, I'm going to write it all down so that I can stay organized. And that truly helped. So now the biggest struggle that I had during Christmas break was how do I entertain my child for 24-7 plus try to keep up with all the household stuff do the and getting them ready for Christmas plus getting my choir ready for Christmas. It's a bit of a challenge. And especially for somebody who works outside of the home. And, uh, you know, I, I see my kids after work um, for a couple hours, get through dinner, get through bath time, and then they're in bed. So I only see them for a little bit. And then in the weekend, I see them. But with church and stuff like that, I, 
it was hard for during that time to see them as well. But I will say that I found some inspiration on Instagram, some little crafts thing to do. For example, Carter and I made some salt dough and he and Riley made their hands. So we can keep track of how big his hands has gotten in the years. We did one last last year and the year before that. So like I've got his handprints for the, the last three years. So we got Riley started on that as well. And then also we used the rest of the salt dough and he made presents for his family, little ornaments. We baked it. We He cut it up. He has these Montessori knives. He cut them up. And then we baked them. And then the next day when they were dry, he painted them. He chose the colors. And then once it was dry, I modge podged it. And then I wrote on the back of it, um, Love Carter. I am a sentimental person. So whenever somebody gives me, even if it's a paper, piece of paper that has like a thumb on it or a, a line from a marker, if it comes from a kid, they said that I made this for you. I'm just like, I'm going to cherish this forever. Some may call me a freak. Other may agree with me. I don't even know. But it's just, I don't know. I like sentimental things. So I, I did buy Carter and Riley other like little Christmassy ornament stuff. And so one day they were, while I was trying to get dinner or lunch ready or something like that, um, I let them just color it. And it was with these markers, wasn't paying attention. And I turn around and Riley was just like literally drawing on her face and all over the table. And thankfully it came off the table. I just had to do a little spray. But um, hers didn't come off until bath time. <laughs> And she had marks all over her face. Um, but it's great. It's fine. It's fine. They have to learn how to use a marker eventually, right? So call me irresponsible. I don't even know. But that's what I did. I am a crafty person. That's what I, I do. And it's the only way I can survive other than my kids just like being stuck to the TV. During the holidays when I'm doing when I'm home with the kids and I'm trying to get other things done, I'll admit screen time goes up like massively. They end up watching like two movies and like a, a whole series or whatever and uh, yes I sit there and feel guilty about it but I will also counter that and say well I just folded three loads of laundry I got the house clean and I you know got food ready we went to the grocery store I did this I did that and I do try to break it up every once in a while because uh, every once in a while, I've, um, I'll go out there and I play with them. Definitely try to um, not spend the whole entire day. But guys, I'll be honest, I'm not perfect. And I have had the TV on all day before. Is it a vice? Absolutely. Is it healthy? Probably not. But it's my survival mode during Christmas. If anybody out there has any advice on what could what I could do with my kids to, to avoid that perpetual turn on the TV, that's fine. I would love to hear it. But I'm also out here telling those moms who are turning on the TV that, you know what, like, I've got two, you've got two kids or three kids or whatever, as toddlers or whatever age, sometimes you just need a day for them to watch TV so that you can get things done. Yeah, that's just my take on it. It is hard. Stay at home moms. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I truly don't. And because you guys are rock stars. Um, I truly I, I, I love my kids. You know I love my kids, but having that sense of like this is my my job is my purpose over here. And then I come home and I'm a mom too. Like that that helps me. 
you know, we went, we got through Christmas. We got through Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve was like the busiest day for us because we had two family parties and then I had two Christmas masses to do. I was proud of myself though, however, that I got up early and I did a little workout before the whole hullabaloo of the day happened um, because I knew that I wasn't going to work out after that, <laughs> probably for a couple days. And that was the truth. Um, the next day on Christmas Day, we just uh, slept in a little bit. I We tried to get the kids, uh, or the kids were in a tizzy. I think they stayed up too late. And um, so they weren't exactly happy when I woke them up. But we had to get the presents and stuff done before we headed to church. Riley's at that age where we thought that she was going to be like, oh my gosh, presents. But she truly could care less. Um and Carter was all super excited about um, opening presents and stuff. So he, but so that was cute and he enjoyed that. So they spent the morning playing with their new toys and then we got ready for church. And then after church was over, we came home and literally crashed. <laughs> that was our Christmas day. Ate some leftovers, slept. Like I, I took a nap, Stephen took a nap. The kids took, definitely took a nap. Afterwards, we we had a week. I still had a week off of school. Steven went back to work for a couple days. I got to not only spend time with my kids at home, but my mother-in-law babysat for my kids for uh, one of the days during that week because it helped me get out of the house, do the things that I wanted to do. I actually went shopping for myself, guys. Like I bought clothes. I bought new running shoes. I spent lunch at Panera and wrote in my journal like I that never that doesn't happen <laughs> and it was a great way for me to reset after all those craziness of holidays I needed that moment for myself away, away from my kids away from anybody I just I wanted to do things for me and it was very therapeutic and very necessary I I'm glad that I did it and I'm I am very thankful and very blessed that I have somebody who is able to watch my kids whenever I need it so thank you mother-in-law thank you Trish um Friday, we left early morning to go to Indiana, finally, to see my family and spend time with them. And it was great seeing my family, my kids spending time with their cousins. We opened up Christmas presents again. It was like Christmas number three, basically. And so they got to do that. And then we spent Christmas, uh, Christmas, New Year's Eve together, making these huge um, sushi platters and all that stuff. And staying up until midnight, seeing the new year come through, and then the New Year's Day. So the Christmas season started off like that. And honestly, it wasn't what I expected. And we were sick and all that. But I thought it was a great Thanksgiving. We got to spend time with my church family. We They had a Thanksgiving dinner. We were back at it. Then that's when the countdown of three weeks till Christmas, basically. Three, four weeks of Christmas starts. And the stress begins. Um, I am a music or I, I was a music music director for my church, um, choir director. And so what does that mean? Well, Christmas is one of the second biggest celebration in the church, a Catholic church. And so music is huge. We're trying to practice the specific songs. I'm throwing new stuff in there because why not? I hate being stagnant and repeating stuff too much. I, I look at the abilities and I'm like, oh, this song sounds great. It's easy enough. We can do it. 
So we had practices every week, twice a week, actually. And, uh, you know, so there was the added stuff to my schedule. Um, and, you know, school was still going on. I was teaching at, uh, in Boone County. And then here we are with extra stuff in the weekends because now we got Santa, we got holiday parties. And it was a little bit stressful. On top of that, I was trying to start up my 12-week running schedule so that I can practice and get ready for my half marathon in February. So physically, it was starting to get a little bit hard. I got very sick. Um, it was one of the situation where my body could move. I could take a couple ibuprofens in the morning and then I'd like last about half day and I would feel that sweat coming through, AKA, you know, the break your fever sweat kind of situation. And then by the end of the day, I was like feeling that cold chills all over again. And that was basically the last, last and first week of November, December. I couldn't shake it off. No matter what I did, I felt like it was just stressful and I couldn't do it. And it was making me mad. Because the first Friday of December, um, we had a company party for my husband. And they were throwing like a huge party. But I could feel the chills and the coughs and all of that stuff. And it was me. I was genuinely upset because I'm like, I don't have time to get sick. <laughs> I want to go to this holiday party and have a good time with my husband. We had a babysitter lined up. Everything was going to be great. But I can't be sick because then I won't enjoy it. So that night we did make it to the party. I somehow got into a dress, made it to the civic center and enjoyed ourselves. But I knew that I was definitely sick. Um, I didn't last past, I think it was like nine o'clock or so. Next day, slightly hungover from all the wine that we drank. Uh, we had breakfast with Santa at church and Stephen had to make pancakes for that. So we, we made our way to church with the kids and we picked them up. We went, made it to church and I'm feeling like crap because like, you know, again, still sick. I get the kids there and it's like going through the motions of, uh, we need to do these holiday things because we're creating core memories for our children. And if they don't get this experience now, they will not have it later. And they're going to talk to their therapist in like 20 years and complain about how mommy didn't take them to go see Santa and eat a breakfast with him. Right. Which is stupid. Let's just be honest. Like, why do we put that much pressure on ourselves? But whatever. We get there and I'm tired, but the kids are eating their pancakes and sausage. And then Santa comes out. You know, we take our pictures. Oh, look, we happy. Riley's still in pajamas because she absolutely refused to put on clothes that day and said that she wants to wear her monster uniform, uh, monster pajamas. And I'm like, whatever, kid. I don't care at this point. And then a friend of mine walks by to me, asks me how I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just really sick. I just, I can't shake it off. I don't know what I'm doing. I just want to get better because I don't have time to get sick. And she just like looked at me and said, it's stress and anxiety. That's why you're sick. It was one of those aha, like got slapped in the face moments, not in a bad way, but it's like a wake up call. And I was just like, huh? And she's like, well, you know, like when you you got a lot going on, you had all these parties and all the qu extra choir stuff, you, you're still working, you got your kids. It's a lot on your body. And uh, no wonder you're sick. And so like, you know, I'm driving, I, 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 the breakfast is over. I'm, gonna, I'm driving home. 
with the kids. And then I call my old, uh, my sister and I was just like, can I get sick from anxiety? <laughs> I, I literally Googled it guys. And I talked to my sister and she was like, well, think about it. Typically your body, if you have a good immune system and you're, you're healthy, your body can just fight off any little bugs that's out there. Right. But when you're stressed, what does your body do? It's an overdrive and it's trying to compensate for everything else that's going in your body. So it's kind of run itself thin. And when you do encounter these little bugs that typically you're able to fight off on your own, you're, you don't have anybody to fight off. And so then you get sick and, and like and you are able to get sick quicker and faster and easier instead of, even though it's like one of those things that you should be able to shake off easily. And so no, stress doesn't make you sick, but it doesn't help because it will like minimize your ability to fight off this other sickness that perpetrates your body. So let me tell you, that was December 10th. I got my calendar out here so I get the dates right. But it was December 10th and I it was an aha moment. I'm like, well, hot dog. I am sick because I'm stressed. It was like a snap of a finger. The next day, I already started feeling better because what I realized, what I needed to realize was that I was doing this to myself. Why am I stressing over this? Why am I getting myself in a tizzy? You do what you can. You do things that help you and your family. You want to make sure that they're provided for. You get it done. You don't have to get sick over it. You don't have to stress over it. You don't have to be anxious over it. Just let it go. You do what you can. And if you, whatever you can't do it, either delegate it out or just say, I'm sorry. It's okay to say no. And so, you know what? Like I said, the next day, I was already feeling better. I decided that I wasn't going to run uh, and I was going to take that extra day to just recover my body. And then the, on Monday, I did a really easy mobility workout, which just kind of like stretched me out, let me breathe even more. Guys, the next day I ran three miles and it was easy. I was better. I wasn't coughing, dying anymore. My students had this huge um, fundraiser that they did by making a bunch of goodies for Chris, uh, for the holidays. And we got a great amount of money. It was a great sale. And it was ending that week. You know, that's that's the thing. Like, I felt better because I finally realized I don't have to do this to myself. So then leading up to Christmas, then I had my Christmas break for a couple of days. Um, I was home with my kids. I only had my mother-in-law help me watch them one day so that I can get some chores done around the house. But for the most part, you know, it was back to being a mom for 24-7. It was definitely hard. I, But I wrote out in my planner, I'm like, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to get this done. I still had a... A therapy session and I just like said okay I'm gonna get all of this uh, junk out of my body so that I can uh, talk it out feel good about it before leading up to uh, Christmas and let me tell you she was just like uh-huh uh-huh that's exactly what happened you got sick because you're stressed so let's not be stressed I will say that one confession that I have for New Year's Eve is that I definitely about lost it <laughs> <laughs> um, I can blame it on hormones and I can blame it on 
the the stress and craziness of everything I definitely I'm sorry if this is TMI but I knew that my period was supposed to start soon and so then my hormone like I saw the acne showing up in my face and then all this crazy like I when I get PMSy I am like angry out of nowhere just like stupidly angry for no reason and I started to recognize that but at that when when it hits you at first you're like why am I so angry but I am angry and then afterwards I'm like oh <laughs> chill out dude <laughs> but I don't know New Year's Eve my whole family we're all tired we're all working parents we all have kids in different age groups doing different activities and uh, it was towards the end of the holidays which you would think that means that we're more reset but in reality we are not because all we did was try to entertain kids by ourselves instead of them being at school and so we're really stressed and uh, i uh, everybody was just wanting downtime doing their own things i wanted more family time i get my love and my filling of my cup when i get to do things with my family i love board games i love just playing games in general or whatever and that day on new year's eve nobody wanted to do anything and so after dinner kids were in bed and i'm like let's go let's do something let's play a game or whatever and everyone's like on their phones and just like oh no and i i was just like we are gonna play a game we're gonna do this and they all looked at me like what is wrong with you so then at that moment i had like i had one of those like pause button moments in my head and I said I have two choices I can either sit there and brood over how no one wants to play and uh, everybody is just like wanting to just be on their screen or whatever or I can just be like they are trying to participate they're going to be good people about it and humor me so just shut up and have fun like laugh and it'll be okay luckily I think it was God intervening in my head. And he said, chill out, dude, you're fine. Everything's fine. You're PMS. I was able to like start reeling in. Steven looked at me and he was like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know, but I am mad. And then finally we started playing um, the family version of what do you mean? And cause the kids, my, my nieces and nephews um, who are like eight to 13 years old, they were up as well to midnight with us and they got to play. So, and honestly, it was fun. It was great. We saw the new years. We started counting down. We had our little drinks, uh, no noisemakers because the kids were in bed, but we had, you know, like tiaras or whatever. And it was, it was fine. It was fine. Turned out fine. Everybody had a good time. And then the next day, my dad woke me up and we went on a five mile run and it was awesome. I got to do something with my dad, which like we're both training for the marathon, half marathon. So um, I got to run with him and we had a really relaxing day, just having fun. My brother-in-law made amazing crepes for breakfast. It was delicious. Yeah. And then the next day we came home to West Virginia and break was over and I was back to work the next day. Let's recap on this. Like, basically, what I'm trying to say is that stress and PMSing sucks. <laughs> but we, I can't really control PMS because that's just my bodily function. But I know that I can't control my stress. Why get angry? Why get stressed out? Why have anxiety? I think we get caught up in we have to do things. We have to do this. 
And part of me is probably because, like I explained at the beginning of the episode, my mom was a huge, huge Christmas party or like host person. She did everything. And without her here, I feel like I need to fill that. I need I need to emulate that because otherwise her Christmas spirit would be gone. If her spirit is gone, then my mom is that much more gone. I don't want that. And I want, I think I want to recreate that for my kids so that they can see how awesome of my uh, a, a grandmother my mom was um, or just a you know, good host and spirits and all that stuff. And all I've done, though, is instead of creating the good Christmas spirit that I remember, I just pissed myself off because <laughs> I don't need to recreate it. I just need to create my own. It's not going to be as flashy as my mom's. I can't do that. Not in this stage of my life. Not with my ability. Not with the fact that I work. Um, you know, I got two young kids. I can't do that. But what I can do is create what I am able to. I will continue to do crafts with my kids because that's what I love doing. And I think that my kids love doing it. We're going to sing songs and dance around because I love to sing. And honestly, my kids love to sing and dance too. We're going to sit there and watch The Grinch 30 billion times. We have it memorized. Riley calls God Rest You Merry Gentlemen by the Pentatonics the Grinch song because they, they sing it in there and it's very iconic. And I'm talking about the, the Illumination version of the Grinch, not the creepy um, Jim Carrey version. We watched the Grinch a billion times. We watched, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman. That's the kind of tradition that I want to create. That's the Christmas spirit that I want to give to my kids. And I think that I'm going to continue to do that. And I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to, we're going to buy presents. We're going to wrap them. Wrapping is one of my favorite things. I like making things for people. So, uh, you know, for family, their gifts, a lot of, some of the things are homemade. And that's what I love doing. And I'm going to continue to do that. We love making Christmas treats. This year, my students helped me make mass produce them, but I love making no bakes and little brigadeiros and beijinhos, which um, are Brazilian treats, um, and uh, packaging them up and giving it to our friends and family and neighbors. Um, that's what I love doing. And that's something I didn't grow up doing, but it's something that Stephen and I created. You do what you enjoy and you still stay in that holiday spirit, which is love, family, Jesus, and hope for the bright future that's what we want if we can just do that maybe the holidays will feel a little bit less stressful maybe it will make us enjoy holidays one more time and not just get caught up in oh my gosh we need to do this i barely got my christmas cards out this year i love sending them but i barely got them out i think people got them on like the 26th and that's totally fine <laughs> but at least i did it because i I love sending it to people. I love receiving them. So I love sending them. And that's just me. But if you don't like doing Christmas cards, then you don't have to. You can just post on Facebook or Instagram and be like, Merry Christmas, y'all. This is a, this is what we're, here's 10 pictures of my family. That's really fine. You choose what's important for you and you do that. Everything else, 
either delegate or you say, no, thank you. I'm going to learn that lesson. So with that in mind, I'm going to get into a little prayer here. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for allowing me to be back here on Mama You're Okay podcast, allowing me to share with all the parents out there, mamas, papas, the things that we go through, specifically today's topic of holidays and staying home with the kids and doing things because that's what society tells us to do rather than what we feel is right and good. The holidays, Christmas especially, is about love, about Jesus, about your his birth, and his birth giving us hope for the future. We give thanks to you, Lord. We give thanks to Jesus. And we just embody all that in love and happiness and joy for our friends and families and the community around us. Let us take a moment to take a breath and know that we survived through the whole holidays of 2022. We are in a new year of 2023, and we are here with positivity, of love, of kindness, and of joy. Thank you, Lord, for all the good that you do. Thank you, Lord, for the people that I'm surrounded with. Thank you, Lord, for the positivity that I have. In your name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I know that it was a little bit out there. I'll get back into my podcast swings, but I had a lot to say about the holidays, I guess. Just know that you're not alone. There's just so much going on uh, out there. And right now, the New Year's, the next holiday is Valentine's Day. You do what you can. If all you want to do is just look at your significant other or whatever, or your kids or whatever, and say, here is a chocolate kiss as good as it's going to get this year. At least they got a chocolate kiss out of it or give them a real kiss or a hug. I don't know. If you want to make a homemade card, make a homemade card. If you want to go buy a card because ain't nobody got time for that, go buy a card. That's totally fine. You do you. You do what you can and just be okay with it. That's the biggest part. You have to be okay with it. I love you all. I'm so glad that you were here. And I look forward to having you back. I've got some fun topics in store for you. And I think this next one is going to be about my vision board. So if you like vision boards, stay tuned. Talk to you later. Bye.